What is up, Coastal? Welcome to Church Online. We are so excited that you are joining us this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Let's give it up for all the moms out there. Moms, we celebrate you this weekend. Man, moms are so incredible. I don't know about you guys, but so I'm the oldest of six kids, and my mom has had such an amazing impact on my life. As a matter of fact, so much of who I am today is because of the investment that my mom made in my life and how I watched her live her life has had such a significant impact on my life. And moms, you have such an amazing opportunity to impact your kids and and make a difference. And I don't know, kids, if you are watching, let me just tell you something. I don't know if you realize this, but your mom can see everything. Moms, I think, have eyes in the back of their head because me as a kid, I felt like my mom saw whatever I did. I was always like, how did she know? And somehow she has this unique ability to see everything. And not only does she have eyes in the back of her head, but I could be three rows back in the car, and if I acted up in any way, my mom had like this go-go gadget arm, and her arm would like reach all the way back and be able to smack my hand if I was doing something wrong. I was like, how did she do that? It's like Mary Poppins, and like moms are just amazing to me. They have all of these incredible talents and giftings, and one of their talents is their ability to handle interruptions. Moms, you are amazing at handling this because moms can't even go to the bathroom without being interrupted. I mean, they can't cook dinner without being interrupted. They can't talk on the phone without being interrupted. I've seen moms, they're talking on the phone with like all these kids holding on to them screaming and they're just like, oh yeah, things are great. It's, it's awesome. And they just have this amazing way of handling interruption in life, and it just really doesn't phase them. They're able to handle everything, even in the middle of all of it. Moms, I admire you so much, and I think we can learn so much from you in life. You know, I think all of us actually have interruptions that happen in life. I don't know about you guys. Maybe some of you have experienced interrupted dreams. Maybe interrupted plans in life. Maybe it's the relationship that ended that you didn't really see coming. Maybe it was a job loss. Maybe it was a failed class or a sick kid. And today I wanna talk to you guys about interruptions in life. And there's this story in the Bible that I think puts this so beautifully and it, it navigates the, the, the season of interruption so well and I think we can learn so much from it. It's a story that we've all heard. It's called The Good Samaritan. And it comes out of a passage of scripture in Luke 10. And so if you guys will open your Bibles, if you'll follow along on version, we're going to dive right in today to Luke 10. And we're going to start at verse 30. And we're going to go through 37. And I want to read it for you guys real quick. And, and it's actually Jesus is, is responding to this man that is asking him questions Um, just about like what's important in life. And Jesus is telling him, your relationship with God is important, but equally important is how you love your neighbor. And so the, the guy is asking like, well, who's my neighbor? And all of this kind of stuff. And he's trying to catch Jesus in something that he can't answer. But Jesus responds so beautifully. And it says this, in reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. 
A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Say what? So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, he bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two dinar and gave them to the innkeeper and said, look after him. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expenses you have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the lie replied, law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. You see, in this passage of scripture, I think Jesus is using this to teach so many different themes. But today I want to pull out one, or actually not just one thing, a few things that we can see from this story. And the main thing that I want you to see today is that where two men saw interruptions, one saw an invitation. And here's the key thought I want you guys to grab onto today. What I want you to walk away with today is that this, some of life's greatest invitations come in the form of interruptions. See, I think there's so many of us that are praying like, God, use me, give me opportunity, and we're just waiting for this moment when God's going to like shine this light from heaven, and there's going to be all of these signs that are like, this is your moment, this is your opportunity, but that's not really how God works. I think so many times those moments are actually disguised many times as inconveniences and interruptions in life. And I think out of this story, we can walk away with a few key things that we need to grab hold of if we want to see God use us, if we want to begin to turn those interruptions into invitations for God to use us. And the first one is this, we have got to make some room. If you want to see interruptions in your life as invitations, you have to make some room. See, in this story, both, both the priest and the Levites, they saw the man in need. They just couldn't fulfill the need. And Jesus doesn't tell us a whole lot about the three characters in the story. He just really tells us who they were. He said there was a priest, which, hello, we know what a priest is. And then there's a Levite, which actually means a temple helper. And then there's a Samaritan. And I'm just going to go out on the limb here, and I'm going to assume that the priest and the Levite were in the religious business, in the church business. We can assume they were probably good people. They weren't bad people. I, I mean, it wasn't like they were bad guys who never had mercy on people or never did anything for people. Like, they were in the business of helping people and leading people. They weren't bad. I think they were just busy. See, this road from Jerusalem to Jericho that they are traveling down actually is very significant because the road to, so Jerusalem was actually like the place where they worked, the place where the temple was, the place where they did religious activity. It was, it was their place of business. 
And then Jericho was actually the place that they would go for solitude and for rest. So they were on their way from, Jer- from Jerusalem to Jericho. They were on a mission. They were going somewhere. They were done with their job. They were going to rest. And they're traveling down this road. And they're probably in such a hurry because they've been so busy that they just want to get to their destination. And so when they see this man on the side of the road, man, they're just in a hurry. They're, I don't have time for that. I got I to gotta get to this place. And I think so many of us, we have our minds so focused on where we're going, we're so busy in life that we pass by these moments of opportunity because they seem like interruptions. See, both of them saw and passed by because they were busy, because they were in a hurry. And there's a pastor that has this quote, his name's John Ortberg, and it says this, hurry is the greatest enemy of our soul. And I was preparing and I thought about this in my own life and I realized that there's so many times that I don't leave room in my life for the invitation because I'm just so busy. And even in this season, this is true. I mean, we're all in quarantine and lockdown and all of these different things. But if you think about it, we're still in a hurry. You know what? We're busy with with trying to get our kids to do school. Hello, so many of you just became homeschool teachers. We're busy trying to keep our job and staying on these Zoom calls while we have kids running around in our house. We're, We're just so busy trying to keep up with everything and trying to maintain life. We're hurried that we're missing opportunities. And I think we have to begin to to make room in this season. You know what? We've talked to so many people recently that they're struggling in their marriage and relationship because there's so much pressure on right now and there's so many different things that are pulling our attention and some of us just need to stop. We begin to need to make room for conversations with our spouse. We need to make room to pause from all of the activity and engage with our child, not in schoolwork or activities or all of these things, but just how are you doing? We need to make room in the season of our life, not to just rush by and try to make sure everything gets done, but to make room and to stop seeing everything as an interruption and going, how am I making room in my life? Some of us are in such a hurry that we don't have patience for anything or pity for anyone because we're just so rushed and so in a hurry to get through this season or to get through this challenge or to get through this situation that we cannot see beyond that. We have to begin to make room in our life because I think God is presenting us with opportunity all over the place. We just rush through it. You know, the other day, it was so funny. So I... um. I don't even remember what I was doing, but I was in a rush, and, and I had some earrings on, and I took off those earrings. They're actually the earrings I'm wearing right now, but, but I was in a rush to, like, change clothes and do something and move out of here, and so I took my earrings off. I was actually wearing this jacket, and I have this little pocket here, and so I slipped my earrings in my pocket, and I threw the jacket on my bed, and I just went rushing around, and, and the next week, I went, and I was, like, searching all over my house for my earrings. I'm like, where are those earrings? I'm so fresh. Those are like my favorite earrings. I mean, a pair of earrings just makes the outfit sometimes. Like you can be sloppy and messy, slap on some hoop earrings and it changes everything. And so I was frustrated that I couldn't find these earrings and I kept saying to TJ, have you seen these earrings? Have you seen these earrings? And I couldn't find them anywhere. 
And the other day, I picked up this jacket, and I put on this jacket, and I was in the office, and I was talking to somebody, and I had put my hands in my pocket, and I felt something, and I was like, what is that? And I stick my hand in my pocket. I'm like, it's my earrings. And I was so pumped because I had my $2 earrings back. Like, I could have went out and bought a new pair, but I really wanted these earrings. But my earrings were stuck in my pocket. Why? Because in a rush... I put them away and I couldn't find them. And I think so many times it's so like, like life, man, we rush through life and we're doing things and we're not even realizing we're doing things and it's affecting us. And I think the reality is if God presented us with a need, I don't know if we would even see it because we're so busy doing things. And some of it's good things. It's not bad things, but the problem is is that we're so rushed and we ask ourselves, I wonder why God isn't using me. I wonder why he's not working in my marriage. I wonder why I'm facing these challenges. I wonder why I'm not making a difference like so-and-so. Well, let me ask you this. Have you given him any space to use you? Listen, you guys, we have to make room in our life. Sometimes I think we make excuses because we can become so busy being interrupted by unimportant things that we miss the important things. We have to begin to slow down and to begin to make room, to begin to see those interruptions as opportunities that God is placing before us. Let's look back at the story for a second. I want to reread this part in Luke 10, 31 through 33. It says, a priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. See, the second thing that I see in this story, that if we want to begin to see the interruption as the opportunity we have to open our eyes. See, all three of them saw. Actually, I would say that they looked, many of them. But when the Samaritan saw, he was moved. Have you ever been going through life and it's like you're moving in a certain direction you thought you should be going, things seem to be going well, and then like boom, all of a sudden something just falls, blocks your path, blocks your way, roadblock, no signs for detour, you're just like, ugh, I don't even know what to do about this. Maybe it's a job. Maybe for moms, it's the challenge of the child that is a little bit more difficult in this season. Or maybe, I don't know about for you guys, like a global pandemic, I don't know. Something just kind of falls in the middle and just blocks everything, changes everything, and it interrupts life. See, we all deal with interruptions. And Jesus tells us the priest and the Levite saw, but when the Samaritan saw, he felt pity. And what I want to propose to you today is this. The way you see determines the way you feel. The way you see determines the way you feel. It's all about your perspective in the situation. Listen, if you see a disappointment, you're going to feel discouraged. If you see inconvenience, you're going to feel annoyed. If you see rejection, you're going to feel like a failure. But 
If you see opportunity, you're going to feel courage. If you see progress, you're going to feel victory. If you really, truly see hurt, you're going to feel compassion. And if you see a gift, you're going to feel gratitude. But listen to this. If you see an interruption, you're going to feel frustrated. But if you see an invitation, you're going to feel anticipation. And maybe, just maybe, you'll begin to look at your situation differently. Your eyes will be open and we'll say, I don't know why this is happening right now. I don't know why this roadblock is here. But God, I'm anticipating that you must be up to something. I don't know why I lost this job, but there might be something better out there for me. Because what you see determines how you feel. And when you change the way you see the situation, it begins to change the way you feel. Number three, the thing that I see lastly in the story of how we can take these interruptions and turn them into opportunity is this. Number three, what I see this Samaritan man do is to take responsibility. Because listen, church, it's not just about what you say. It's about what you do. And a lot of us say we want God to use us. A lot of us say we want a better marriage. A lot of us say we want a different financial situation. But the reality is what you do, how you take responsibility, changes everything. And we can talk about all the ways that we want God to show up or all the opportunities that we want God to give us. But if we don't ever see that interruption as an opportunity and take responsibility in that moment, then God isn't going to use us. And there's so many opportunities before us that we make excuses of why we can't do it. But we have to begin to, to make room to open our eyes and begin to take responsibility in these situations. Many years ago, when TJ was an associate pastor at a church, he had preached a message one weekend, and it was an incredible message, very similar to a topic that we're talking about today. And I remember after the message, we had talked to a bunch of people. It was awesome. And we get in the car to drive home. And on the way home, we had to stop and get gas. And so we stop and get gas. And you guys know when this happens, it is so frustrating. He goes up to the gas thing and puts his card in the card reader. And what does it do? But it says, see attendant. And it's like, seriously, I don't want to go in. I don't want to see the attendant. Some of us just like leave and go to another gas station as if that would save us time. But it said, see attendant. So he's like, geez, he takes his card out and he goes to walk in the gas station. As he's walking in, there's this guy that's standing there and the guy goes, hey man, can you spare some money? I need to put some gas in my car. I need to get a few things for my family. And TJ's like, yeah, man, sorry, I, I, I can't help you right now. And he, he goes inside and he swipes his card and, and gets his gas taken care of. And inside something hits TJ. And he feels like, you know what, I do, I can, I can help this guy. I'm just making excuses. And so he's, as he walks out, he reaches into his pocket and he grabs a $20 bill and he hands it to the guy and he says, hey man, here, here, I'd, I'd love to help you out. And the guy looked at TJ and he said, thank you so much, sir. I was just at church and heard your message. And in that moment, it was like, TJ just stood on the stage and talked about it. And people are watching and they're paying attention to what you say. But even more importantly, what you do. 
There's so many of us that we have opportunity. It just might be disguised as an interruption. And we want God to use us and we want God to move in our life, but there are times that we have to stand up and take responsibility even when it's hard, even when we don't want to. May look like, you know what, making that phone call that you don't want to make because you know what's going to be on the other side of it, but that person has been on your heart for so long and you need to pick up the phone and call and take responsibility. And I know it seems like an interruption, but man, is an invitation for how God wants to use you. You know what, I, I know that it's probably late and, and it's hard to, to connect with your spouse and all of those different things, but, but you need to, instead of talking about that you want your marriage to look a, bit, a little bit different, maybe it's staying up a little bit later and having a conversation and building into that relationship and talking about things. Or maybe it's taking a few extra moments with your kid who has desperately been asking you to play this one game and you just don't wanna play the game and instead of, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, maybe you just need to pause and you need to do it now. Because what seems like an interruption it could actually be an invitation that God is presenting before you. And church, I want to begin to, for every single one of us, to begin to see the things around us, not as interruptions in life, it is invitations for God to begin to use us even in the difficult and the challenging moments. Because it's not always just about saying that we want God to do something, but it's actually being the difference. Because we can pass by opportunities and say, well, that's somebody else's responsibility. Somebody else will call that person. Somebody else is better friends with that person. Or you know what, another time I will do that and we can begin to discount the invitation that is before us because that is there for a reason. And it is not an interruption, it is God inviting you to make a difference because let me ask you something, if not you, then who? If not you, then who is gonna do it? And listen, we might not be able to make a difference for everybody, but what we can do is something. So church, let's begin to make room in our life to begin to, to open up our eyes and then begin to take responsibility. Because I think there is invitations in our life every single day disguised as interruptions. So will you guys pray with me this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And Lord, I thank you that you are a God that gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And Lord, I pray that you would just begin to allow us to see the areas where we can make room in our life and that you would open up our eyes to see the invitation that is before us. And Lord, that we wouldn't continue to pass by it and to push it off to somebody else, but we would take responsibility and that we would see you begin to move in those areas of our life, that we would see you make a difference, not only in our life, but the impact that we can make in other people's lives. So God, show us what it is today, where we need to make room, open our eyes, and Father, help us have the strength and ability to take responsibility when we're presented with the invitations. God, we thank you for who you are, that you would use us to impact the people around us. And it's in Jesus' name that we all said, amen. 
Church, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. All the moms out there, happy Mother's Day. Hope you enjoy your day together, and we will see you guys back next week.